I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show here on Friday, December the 8th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 985 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. If you missed our first hour, well, by golly, you missed a really fun hour as we had uh, well, fun and informative. I, I, uh, we had Paul Whittington on to uh, talk about uh, primarily at the very beginning the uh, sad shooting situation out at UNLV. Uh, the, the primary shooter in that was uh, uh, a former ECU professor that Paul uh, took his class. And uh, if you may, I, I, I don't have enough time to talk about everything that we did, but listen to the first hour again. Uh, Paul has been uh, sourced uh, by Good Morning America this morning, by Fox News uh, nationally, by all three TV stations here in eastern North Carolina, uh, WTVD, uh, ABC 11 up in the uh, Raleigh area, and uh, has provided some valuable insights into uh, this uh, uh, this monster, uh, Tony Polito, that uh, killed three people at UNLV. And again, our our Paul Whittington uh, has uh, been a source for a lot of that to uh, just give some insight to him. Check that out. Like I said in our first hour, uh, you can listen at uh, eight fifteen or eight fifteen. Good lord, I don't even know where I got that from. At uh, three o'clock here on uh, nine sixty Bet on the Bull or on betonthebull dot com at three o'clock. Or you know what, the simple way to do it: go to brianhanks.com and you can listen to uh, our. Uh, our replay of it there uh coming up this hour in fact uh, we're going to get him up here on the line in just a few moments here quentin copels and then we're going to have tgif with ip later on this hour uh tell you what before we get q up here on the line with us let me tell you about unc lenore Healthcare. uh they are the title sponsor of our our exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the brian hanks show nestled in the uh, nestled in the heart of lenore county right here in kenston UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs. Or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. Thank you so much to uh, Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. It gets no bigger than this, man. One of uh, I've been doing uh, radio now in my fifth year. I've been covering sports for 31 years, and uh, he's uh, easily easily in my top five six athletes i've ever covered and he's on the line with us right now it's quentin copel's uh on the spence automotive guest line how are you q it's been way what? too long man yeah man it's been way too long man listen man it's an honor to be in your top five top six man i just wanted to stop and take that morning man i appreciate all the work and effort that you put in and covering sports local sports uh, international sports and things of that nature. Um, so I just want to, you know, commend you for the work that you have done, give you your flowers, and uh, it's definitely an honor to be listed in your top five. Well, so thank you, man, and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it is uh, absolutely. I hope you know it is my honor, my friend. It just I, I look back at the time when you were at Kenston High School, and, you know, a lot of people, as they should, they remember you as, you know, a star football player, one of the best players in the, in the nation, one of the best football players in the world. And, yeah. but, uh, 
people need to know too. Uh, Q's a pretty good basketball player too. I was, I was. It actually was my first love. Uh, I actually, and I still think I can compete at the highest level uh, to this day. <laughs> uh, I think I played maybe uh, a pickup with. Uh, I think one time Brandon and Reggie and them came home. Jerry, I think they came home. It's been a minute, probably a couple years ago. But they came on and they threw like a little uh, pickup run at Kinsley High. And that's kind of when I realized that I, I can't really keep up with the boys like I thought I could. But. <laughs> well, but you had been out of it for a couple of years, too, and not doing your, yeah. you know, your, your daily NFL training and stuff like that. If you were even able to hold your own and run up and down the court with Jerry and B.I. and Reggie and all them, uh, listen, Q, I'd say pat yourself on the back for that, okay? <laughs> no, nah, I definitely take it. Uh, but I, I realized I went back to the – drawing table and I realize I, I don't have my angles down like I need to be because basketball is a, is, a, is a game of angles for sure and uh, when you're not when you, like you said you haven't been practicing and you haven't been in the loop uh, you, it'll, it'll take advantage of you you'll be easy you know easy bait out there <laughs> you know did you ever think that maybe you could have followed like the, the road of like I when I think about you uh, when you were in high school, especially, and what you could have done in college if you'd wanted to, did you ever think about maybe following the same road that Julius Peppers did? You know, being the, you know, and especially it happened right there in Chapel Hill too, with him being a, you know, a all American football player like you are, or you were mm-hmm. when you were in college, and then to play basketball too. Did you ever consider that? I did. Uh, sadly, uh, one of the coaches, uh, our strength coach, he, he's a a hell of a man. Uh, Jeff Connors, he was one of the – it's very intense, let's say that. <laughs> but most part, I think it was like this big uh, rivalry on campus, like basketball versus football. Some of us got along, some of us didn't. But they were saying that I got misled. Somebody had said that basically um, you could – that it wouldn't work out. Basically, the timing wouldn't work out. But the crazy part is Greg Little was, did it while I was there. Yep. And I – Figured to myself, like, I know I'm better than Greg, so I don't know how I missed this opportunity. But football was very intense at, at that point. And um, so I just never bought into it. Like, I never went back and I never tried out, which I do think I could have helped. Um, probably could have helped on the 09 team. Came off the bench, got a championship, and I could have been in the history books. But I just never took the opportunity. Uh, I don't know why. I just think that that whole. You know, when you got on campus, you can't play uh, basketball was one of the things that I was, you know, saying. Like, basically, football players couldn't go try out for uh, basketball. They have those type of things on college campuses. Like, athletes can't uh, play fraternity. They can't do certain stuff. So, everybody has their thing. But um, I didn't do it. Well, I will stand on – I will die on this mountain, Quentin Copels. I think you could have been – you could have been Julius. I mean, I really do. I mean, as well as you played football, I saw you dominate basketball courts uh, here at Viking Gymnasium and throughout our area. I, I, again, I'll die on that mountain, man. Uh, yeah. Quentin Cobles would have been a heck of a basketball player at Carolina. For sure, for sure. Nah, I, if we could rewrite times, I would have did it. I would have definitely went and tried out. Um, but nah, it, it was it was a thing that kept me away. And, uh, you know, I wish I would have at least just went out and tried that. I do, like you said, I do think I would have made a team and definitely been able to help um, that 09 team, uh, even though they wanted. But I still would have been able to contribute and, and help. And I would have probably played all two, at least three years. 
There you go. On the line with us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, the great Quentin Coble's joining us here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. Uh, before we jump in, now I got to, and I told everybody this when I announced yesterday that you were going to be on the show today. That uh, the reason uh, you're even on here today is because, dude, you've you've had some really strong opinions about the CFP that ironically you and i both agree on we're going to get to that in a minute but that's and i got in touch with you and you graciously like i said decided to uh join us here this morning but i've we got to get everybody caught up on you dude i mean we miss you here in kenston lenore county what what seriously what have you been up to my friend ah uh, man uh just entrepreneur and, and, and business owning type things uh <laughs> So I've just been spreading my wings, understanding how to, to be a regular civilian now uh, in, in different business ventures. Um, so I'm kind of all over the place. You know, I got some real estate. I got some stocks. I got different things uh, as far as income um, and that things of that nature. But now I have four, four children. So. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so I've been spreading uh, my fruit, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so we've been. I've been tied up being uh, the best husband and father I can be, uh, along with some of the different business ventures that I got, and trying to understand how to live in a society that has uh, evolved since the last time that I was outside in the utopia of football. That, and that's, dude, I could not. You couldn't have segued that any better into this next question. I want to ask you. How hard is it? I mean, when you go from being an elite athlete, and I'm if, if you're a first-round uh, NFL draft pick, people know you're an elite athlete. Uh, high school All-American in football. Like I said, uh, you had a great basketball career, too, at the prep level. Uh, playing at the highest level in the world at, uh, at North Carolina, too. How do you transition? How do you make that transition from – Man, I mean, you're a competitor day in, day out. You know, you're competing with your teammates for playing time. You're competing against the the other people that are lined up against you on the football field. You're competing against yourself when you're in the weight room and trying to improve your body and all that. How do you transition from just that daily just competition with everything to, like you said, becoming a family man, becoming a, a great husband, becoming a great father? What is that transition like, you? Ah man, it's 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 a it's a very uh, long process and, and somewhat difficult transition because you go from a locker room and camaraderie with the fellas and you know just competing on a day to day basis uh, physically that inner warrior that's in every man um, is able to come out and then practice and in the weight room and things of that nature and then you you know you come home as a better man to be able to balance that out when you get home in regards to if you're married and have kids, things of that nature. But now um, I have some some uh, some fraternity brothers in regards to NFL that I have bumped into down here. Um, Brandon Jacobs, I'm down in Atlanta for now. We got Brandon Jacobs. Um, he's been my, my, my OG or my big bro that, you know, kind of have uh, taken me under his wing in regards to like, just having a good brotherhood and a good bond uh, with different brothers. But it's a bunch of different athletes down here um, in Atlanta. It's one of the athletic hug so it allows me to interact with people who understand and get me but to be honest it's uh it's very difficult because again like i said before you you grow up and um evolve into a utopia in regard to the football world and you never really catch up with outside with the corporate world or just in just the life in general and so when you come outside of football and you come back into this world the world that you knew isn't isn't there anymore so I think it's uh, it's a big issue um, in regards to transitioning for a lot of football players. And I'm actually working on an app now 
to uh, actually create uh, a more of a bond and a brotherhood and a re- and an outlet for resources that um, our fellow brothers have had. Some of us uh, are struggling right now, um, you know, especially with the pandemic and different things that have uh, transpired. And we don't necessarily have a, a smooth transition. You kind of find out that you fired on ESPN or you kind of find out that you fired through media. Um, and most of the time, and then therefore you got to transition out and do what you need to do uh, to stay afloat. But um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm creating an app to kind of help uh, my fellow brothers with that. But to answer your question, uh, it's, a, it's a difficult process, but it's, it's, it's doable. Uh, instead of doing it with strength and physicality, you have to compete with uh, different people with your brain now. Yeah. Um, and to do like you know, you have to compete in that atmosphere, and it's, it's a different type of challenge. But I tell you know people, as long as I can get to the weight room, uh, be around some people like-minded people, and we we able to compete at any type of level, I'm I'm, I'm excited for it and I'm built for it. And I, I absolutely know you are that voice again. You're listening, Quinn Cobles joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. I can hear it in your voice, but I still need to ask a question. You've not lost uh, an, an ounce of your competitive fight, have you? No, I haven't. And, it, <laughs> and sometimes, be, you know, especially when you're competing at that highest level, that you're talking about, you know, someone who hasn't experienced that in no type of form or fashion. So um, that's why it's good to have mentors. It's good to, it's good to have uh, coaches and different things like that. So I'm grateful that God has blessed me with certain people that have been able to mentor me have been able to coach me uh, so I can, so they can see the passion, but not be offended by, by the aggression or the passion that comes out and they can understand me for who I am and not necessarily, you know, different stigmas that, that float around within the, the uh, universe. Well, and you're now making that, and I guess I'll speak for you here when I say this, you yourself are now making that transition from someone who has been mentored and has been coached, you know, through, uh, you know, through a percentage of your life to now becoming that mentor and being that, uh, and being that coach to people, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very weird. Cause I never, uh, I always wanted to put my position myself as a player guy. I never wanted to be the coach guy. Yeah. Uh, so. I've had opportunities uh, to coach young men, and I'm actually still developing and coaching some young men down here and uh, trying to prepare them not only just for life but for the next level of football in their career as well. But um, it, it, it's been very interesting. Uh, sometimes I check myself like, hey, buddy, you're a coach now. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, so it's kind of different, uh, but I enjoy it. Um, I've always had a, a heart to help the next generation, to, to build a bridge for the next generation to walk through. And so uh, I'm excited about, you know, some of the talent that's down here for sure. Uh, some of the guys that have reached back, uh, that's back there in North Carolina. Um, so it's, it's just a lot uh, going on right now in regards to that coaching aspect. But also just coaching my boys. They ain't playing no sports yet, but, you know, I have to coach them all a lot. Get them prepared each and every day as well. So it's uh, it's been a journey. It has. That is so awesome. Uh, again, Quentin Coble's on the line with us right now. And, uh, hey, let's uh, let's uh, change lanes here. Let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about this uh, past Sunday uh, when they made the announcement of the college football playoff decision. And, again, you were very passionate online. I, I read everything that you put out there, of right. course, Q, yeah. as you know. <laughs> and, uh, and you and I are in lockstep on this. I mean, I just hey, – you know what? I'm just going to cede – the floor to you right now and just let you talk about it. But uh, I think you were as disgusted with 
the decision of uh, of Boo Corrigan and the CFP committee as I was, weren't you? Yeah, I was uh, very disappointed in the decision that was made. Uh, I think that they not only cheated the players in that organization or that uh, college, that university, but they also cheated the fans. And I don't, I don't agree with at no point that uh, we take the game that we love and make it a business transaction over what, uh, over, over the labor that has been put in, and over uh, the coaching and every different type of aspect of football that has been developed and cultivated over time to get to a certain point, and then you guys make a decision based off revenue that you guys are not going to allow a team to come in to play. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the most disappointing things ever because, you know, as I hate when people bully kids. And, and that's what it kind of seems like. It kind of seems like it's a bully move where you guys did everything, checked all the boxes. I mean, literally, if you go down the rule book, there's only one um, situation, and which is the, the rule where they got uh, injury to players uh, affect the situation, which is very interesting because um, Florida State has a TV issue. Texas had a renovation for the year. So um, it's, it's funny how, you know, you just pick and choose which one you want to, you know, yeah. operate. I, I don't agree with, um, and I definitely don't agree with, I think Georgia had a, a say-so as well. I think Georgia had a say-so. And then I know that, you know, you could argue they didn't win the SEC championship. But to dominate the league for two years straight, and literally lose the one game in uh, the championship game. It just you—you you don't even consider them, and you don't—you don't even throw their name out there at all. You don't consider them at all. They immediately go to five, six, or whatever number they were. Um, but you immediately put them there. I think that's distasteful as well. As much as Michigan um, have done a great job this year, uh, if we're going to go by four best teams, I don't think they're the four best teams. I don't think they can beat uh, Georgia. Um, and I don't think they could beat a healthy Florida State as well. Um, I don't even know if they can beat an injured Florida State because here's the thing. We're in, what they didn't pay attention to, uh, Florida State beat the, I think, number nine uh, team, Louisville, mm-hmm. at Louisville with the third screen quarterback. The third screen quarterback. Yep. Okay, so this is the same committee that ranked Louisville as number nine. So what do, uh, like what are the dynamics in regards to we're going to get who deserves to be in the college football playoffs, which is the reason why I feel like now they're going to spend it to uh, 12, I think, is because it takes away the, it takes the pressure off them, but they're going to still make the, the same mistake. It's still going to be the most, the money grabbers, whoever the big colleges and um, the, the universities that have the, the financial uh, finances behind them to be able to push those bucks. And uh, college football has literally been the last thing uh, America can kind of lean on each and every week that it's going to be equal play, it's going to be equal opportunity. Um, you get out what you put in, and they just robbed us from that. And now we, in front of the whole world, now we see um, that it's going to be it's a, it's a business transaction. And last point, um, there's this, there's another rumor, there's another thing where they say, you know, well, Florida State would have got blown out or they would have lost tremendously bad or whatever. Well, you can't say that one because their defense is, in my opinion, top five. Um, I don't know the exact statistics, but um, they're top five. Two, um, this same committee 
over the last 10 years, seven of the games have been blown up. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, too. This is from reading and from listening to you right now and the passion in your voice, Q, and from reading some of the stuff that you've put out there, too. I think, and I, okay, I'm going to put my psychologist hat on here. I think you take this a little bit more personally because you've been in those kids' spot. I mean, 10 years ago, what would you, how would you have felt if at Carolina, you guys go 13 and 0, you do everything you're supposed to do, you lose your quarterback three games left in the regular season or whatever, and then you get left out? You know how these kids feel, don't you, Q? Correct, correct. Yeah, and I know that these kids are heartbroken. And again, like, they don't, you don't understand. And these kids are not raised in, you know, our age or even more your age, your uh, generation, where, the, you know, it's hard work, blue collar type situation. These kids are raised on the internet. So everything that happens is 10x, whatever, you know, their, yeah. their feelings. Are, yeah. You know what I mean? So oh, yes, that point, yes. We're not taking it. We're not understanding, like, this can psychologically psych these kids out to the point where they spiral downhill without the proper support that they need. And you can't necessarily say, you know, mom and daddy anymore because look at our world, look at our economy now. You know, you got moms and daddies who have to pick up work now because of inflation and all the crazy decisions that the political political parties have done over time that have put us in a, you know, detriment situation. But um, these kids are, they're never going to forget this. Yeah. You basically humiliate them in front of the world. So you don't have no other reason besides a quarterback. And the game of football is not won by one person. It's the ultimate team sport. So you could probably win on special teams. Yeah. You can probably see it week in and week out. You might win on defense. You might win on offense. You might win on special teams. That is the beautiful part about the game. And for them to be able to rob these kids, like I said, I feel like it's a bully move. You basically bully these kids. They've done everything they had to do. They've worked hard. They've beat the odds. You guys have picked them to lose three, four weeks straight. And they've won. They've showed you. they stepped up. Next man up. That's a that's a thing in football. Next man up. Yeah. You can't take that away from them based on the simple fact that you believe that there's not going to generate enough revenue and – you favor a certain program over them. Alabama does not supposed to be in the college football playoffs. It, it, it's okay. It's yeah. just okay. Just, just live with that. If you're going to pick the teams that deserve it, pick that. they don't belong there. Well, I, all I and can say is absolutely amen to everything that you said there, Q. And, I mean, I we are in a total lockstep this. I said this before. And I knew, uh, like I said, having read what you had uh, put out there, that we were going to be in in in, uh, in agreement on this, and I do. And if I disagreed with you, I swear, Q, you know me well enough. I would say uh, I think you're wrong on this. I just it's it was just such, and I love the word you. It was a bully move. The SEC, you know, has bullied ESPN. They have bullied the whole CFP process, and now we've got one of the best teams. I got to tell you, I read somewhere, and we'll go with this. We'll we'll leave with this. Please say, hey, can I have you back on sometime the next couple of weeks? Because I want to talk to you about NIL and uh, transfer portal, but we've run out of time. I'm not going to be able to get – can we talk to you (laughs) maybe before the national championship game? Okay. Is that cool? Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, that's cool. Very good. Well, we'll do that for sure. But uh, this is one thing that I had seen, and I wanted to bounce. This will be my last question. If Florida State beats Georgia in their bowl game – I don't have one problem whatsoever with them claiming a national championship. And there have already been voters, Q, that have said, AP voters who have said, 
if they win their game and and say it's a one win or a one loss team that ends up uh, winning the national championship, whether it's uh, Texas or uh, Alabama, they're going to vote Florida State as national champions. Would you have a problem with them claiming a national championship if uh, if they win and one of these one loss teams ends up and I'm doing air quotes here ends up winning the national championship? Yeah, yeah, I got a problem with that. Man. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay, okay, okay. That's a huge disadvantage, and it's like a, that's a, this basically saying that's a more victory. Um, no, the only way, the only best thing here's my uh, my opinion on that. The best way to uh, counter this and to actually get uh, Florida State back into uh, a rightfully deserved spot is for them to boycott. Okay. For teams to ah. and actually make force them to force their hand. See, the, us making our noise and us covering this, it, it, it sparks their attention. It gets their attention a little bit. But when they boycott and take that and, and take the opportunity of losing all that money out, now they are forced <laughs> to make the right decision, and that's what is going to um, necessarily. That's what it's going to take for that uh, situation to happen. We need that uh, in college football. We need them to boycott. We need them to stand up for what is right. Uh, we'll play the game when we play the game. It ain't going to take for two days. Uh, same thing with any other uh, any other league. Two days of boycott, they'll make the decision and make it right and we'll get the uh, college football playoff experience that we we deserve and that Florida State are supposed to be in. Q, that is genius. I'm serious. Boycott the game. Oh, my God. Can you imagine what that would do? That would lead the that would lead Sports Center for five days in a row if they did that, dude. Because they would. They'd be covering every angle behind. Dude, hey, you need to get in the ears of the Florida State people down there, okay? Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. They need a boycott. Um Georgia not winning this year, so it'll be uh, they not got a chance to win the national championship. So it'll be uh, a great opportunity for them to take a stand with them as well. Uh, but yeah, those two teams, they if they were to boycott the game, that'll be a huge that'll be a huge thing. That'll be that'll be that'll transition the game, and they they need to make it known before the game. That way, we they, that people won't buy their tickets. People will get their refund for the ticket that's already bought. The hotels uh, can get their <laughs> refund. All these things. All these taxes and everything else that they got, they already got, that'll be returning back to the people's pockets, and uh, we'll get the game that we deserve. And and at the end of the day, um, it's always been like this. You know what I mean? Like, this is the way that you get things done in America, uh, first and foremost. And then one last point, um, if anybody's ever been paying attention to college football, um, Georgia and Alabama and LSU, Whoever wins the first regular season game, with the exception of a couple of games, whoever wins the first uh, season game, they're either losing in the championship and vice versa. So it's going to always be one or the other. So um, I just want to put that in there so in regards to, like, you know, Alabama winning the SEC championship. Uh, it was bound to happen. We all knew it was going to happen. Uh, one of the – they either go either or. It's one of the two. But um, in regards to the boycott, let's – yeah, that's definitely boycott. Let's propose that. Put it out there on the internet, man. Uh you heard it from me first. Um, I don't yep. think nobody about it. Um, and so, yeah, definitely. That, that, that's the only way we're going to make this decision right, uh, peacefully and um, politically correct. And that'll force their hand. And then those fans step in and step behind those players. And let's get the college football playoffs that we deserve. Q, you are the man, dude. Thank you so, so much. I look forward to talking to you in a couple weeks. We'll do it between the uh, – maybe before the national championship game. But listen – Thank you for joining me here this morning. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, have fun, and I can't wait to talk to you soon again, okay? 
man, thanks for all you do. Um, and then definitely let me know when you want me to. Give me a heads up, and then we'll talk soon for sure. I love it. We'll talk to you soon, Q. All right. There you go. That's Quentin Copel's, uh, one of the all-time greats here in Kenston, Lenora County, former NFL player, former uh, ACC football player here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. And I tell you what, we have got to just – uh, we're running out of time. We've got to get, uh, Isaac Parson up here on the line with us for TGIF with IP. Uh, we do it every Friday here. Please on... leave your message for two, five. Oh two. no, we got his voicemail again. Uh, we will, uh, try to get him up here on the line with us. <sighs> uh, but I really do appreciate Quentin Copels for joining us here on uh, the show this morning. And uh, talking about uh, everything with the CFP, I mean, he's absolutely right with uh, everything that's going on there. That, uh, and I know we had Jason Bryan on here yesterday. We talked about it with Mark Panicelli. We talked about it a little bit with Richard Clark, even with Mike Martin on Wednesday. Is Florida State one of the four best teams in America? Yes. When you look, and I know that is a question that I've been asked a few times. I sincerely, in my heart, believe Linda Whittington. Oh, God, she just gave me the little heart signal with her hands. But I do. I believe that uh, they are one of the four best teams in America. Computer models show it. Even with, uh, I don't care what Vegas says with point spreads or anything like that. They are. They are one of the four best teams in America. And I will, uh, I was talking about dying on a hill. I'll die on a hill for that for sure. Let's try Isaac here one more time. If not, we'll probably go to our birthday game and then uh maybe try to get him up as we end the hour <sighs> see this is the fun of uh not having a producer and doing the show myself from right here let's see it's calling we're trying to get through to him hey while we do that why don't we thank uh, one of our sponsors here uh that uh, help bring you the brian hanks show every day and that is uh spence automotive it's where i get my car services absolutely positively where you should go to located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by sports writing legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Listen, uh, Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service when you need new tires. Tell him the Brian Hank show sent you. And thank you so much. Keith Spence being one of our day, one of our day one sponsors here on the show. Also, another one is uh, Woodman life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman life for more than 10 years. I couldn't be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for will be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woodman life though, isn't just the peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group organization church or government agency that needs one here in eastern north carolina thank you so much to uh oh uh, thank you so much to danny rice jared edwards and woodman life for sponsoring the brian hanks show if you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice call jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 highway 258 north in kenston that's beside highland furniture and across from Cell Automo. Thank you so much, Woman Life. Having trouble getting uh, Isaac up on the line with us, so we are going to go straight to uh, let's play the birthday game. Let's get John and Jonathan in here, play the birthday game. Hopefully, we'll be able to get him uh, in here on today's show. 
But uh, let's uh, play the Friday, December 8th edition of the birthday game. It is Friday. It's finally Friday, December the 8th in the year of the Lord 2023. It's now time to play the birthday game. And i got to tell you, John Dawson. Uh, you, tell it, Brian. You've won back-to-back days. Say it you, like you mean it. You've strung up. <laughs> you got me. Uh, you've uh, rallied back. Look how he's sitting over there all professionally with his, his fist on his chin. It's like Olin Mills radio over there. He, he is Olin Mills. You know, I used to work for Olin Mills. Did I ever tell you that? When I oh first got out of the Army. God. How do you go from the military to look over here? <laughs> look over here. Well, I wasn't a photographer. I sold uh plans i so i like i would go from town oh, to town a, a shyster i was a shyster I, I would go from town to town and was <laughs> i would go from town to town and uh and set up uh I photo shoots in, photo shoots yeah i would go in yeah. we would rent a room in a hotel and i would hire three or four people oh you don't even want to know i would hire more than that probably five or six people to sell uh photo packages. yeah these photo packages on the phone set up the dates that the photographer would come in to take those and uh your boy made some pretty good money doing that okay i actually did uh it was because i got a kickback on every one Get of those another packages. layer on the onion <coughs> peeled away that is brian hanks there you go and it when smells I, worse the more you peel uh, hey but no, i thought it smells better the more you peel no i don't know anyway but i did that for a few months and made uh, pretty good money i've got some pretty good life stories i can tell you from that too okay if you would be ever interested in hearing that Stuff like I really can't share here on the air, though. Oh, thank God. That's a shame. <laughs> wow. <laughs> man, that, that was, uh, you could tell that wasn't rehearsed. That was just, <laughs> oh, man, goodness gracious. Okay. Again, it's Friday, December the 8th. Yeah, <laughs> kick, kick a man while he's down over there. Okay. Uh, John Dawson, mm-hmm. you get to tell us about GoEco Office Automation and our good friend Jacques Pasileg. Jacques Pasileg knows how to run a business, and his business is GoEco, and business is good, Brian. Business is very good. So that, that man, he wakes up every morning. He has, like, this incredible heart attack. He has, like, six, seven eggs, an entire pack of bacon, half a gallon of milk. Don't forget the orange juice. Of course you got the. That just goes without stuff, really. Uh, Half a pack of cigarettes, unfiltered camels at that. Then goes down to Guico and just makes people's life better all day. And then at, like, 9 o'clock at night, he collapses. That one meal gets him through the day. Dude, let me tell you something. There's a lot more truth to what you just said than you realize. You know what? And this is a, not a – and, yes, we, we have fun. We love Jacques. You know, I've been hanging out with him a little bit over the past few weeks. Or Brother, he doesn't want you months. to tell that. Yeah, I know. He's probably very upset about that. But you know what time he gets up every day, in all sincerity? 4.30. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. He gets up at 4.30 in the morning mm-hmm. to get his day started. Yes. Did you know that, or were you it just guessing? It was a wild guess, Brian. Well, I'll tell you what. It was an accurate guess. He gets up at 4.30 every day. And uh, just, hey, he's a good guy, very good guy. But if uh, you want to call him at 3.45 in the morning, now, Brian Hank Dawson. starts his day at 4.30 so he can steal his neighbor's newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Do people still read newspapers? I just ruined the joke, didn't I? <laughs> that... <sighs> That, that sky high salute he just gave you probably tells you. It does, it does. But uh, what's his phone number, John Dawson, if you wanted to call Jonathan Massey? <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to call Jacques Pass a leg. 
Why are you asking me, chump? I don't know. Jonathan Massey. Why are you asking me, chump? Do <laughs> <laughs> you notice he's been mimicking your hand thing the whole time? And, yes, uh, I have. <laughs> there you go. Uh, tell us, uh, how do we get hold of Jacques Pasolek over there, Jonathan Massey? You dial 252. 252. 286. 286. 53 53 54 54 He threw in there with it too. What about his website? Yeah, com. What is goeco.com and bucklesberry.com. There you go. Well, we're going to start out with an athlete here today, John Dawson. I think no. you might know what? I'm just messing oh, with you. You got me. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is a long one here. Don't say because you know who it is, Jonathan Massey. Let's give uh, Jay Dizzle over here a chance. At his, he was selected fourth overall in the 2004 NFL draft out of NC State, then went on to a great career with the San Diego Chargers at quarterback. He has nine children, and he retired after the 2020 season, his lone season with Indianapolis. So who are we talking about? Timo Mackinnon. Nope, that's former Carolina player. Also, he was selected by the New York Giants. That's right, and was traded to, uh, that's right, to the San Diego Chargers. So uh, that's who he played for his entire career until the very last season when he played for Indianapolis. What's his name? Timo Mackinnon. <laughs> this is not Timo Mackinnon. Tell him, Jonathan Massey. With a combined 424 passing and rushing touchdowns out of North Carolina State University, it is Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, indeed. You know, Greg Clemens is going to be very, very proud of you, dude. Take me to the river. Yeah. Well, somebody had to tell him he was from NC State because he certainly couldn't read it on his diploma. Wow. Ba-boom. Wow. Philip Rivers, who Ew. retired after the 2020 season, but was drafted in the 2004 draft. I'm doing as much as I can do to help you there, John. Oh, I, I should have been paying attention. Did he? How many years did he play at State? I guess he played three years or four years. I think he played four. Yeah. He got drafted in 2004. Four. Jeez. Talk amongst yourselves. Hamburgers are neither ham nor burgers. So discuss. Let's see. I'm sipping on my uh, Chick-fil-A uh, lemonade over here. By the way, did you know they use real lemons in their lemonade, John Dawson? I think everybody knows that, Brian. Good God, I got some pulp. Uh, I think I sucked down some pulp there, guys. He's actually really using a calculator and his fingers uh, at the same time. Uh, 40. You say 40. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 41. He was born December the 8th in the year of the Lord, 1981. So he is 42 today. Ah! Oh, so it took indeed. Him, took him longer to graduate. Yeah, yep. good figure. And basket go. weaving class held him up for a couple of years. <laughs> Greg Clemens, that is not me saying that. That is John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. I'm just, if it was Carolina, I'd do the same thing. I know you would. So one and nothing lead over there for you, Jonathan Massey. It goes to you. Uh, I, this is all I have to say. They're real and they're fantastic. It's oh, the chick from Smallville. Um, she was on Desperate Housewives. I yes, can't think she of her was. name. Terry Hatcher. There you go. How did you know that? That would be one I wouldn't think you would. I don't know. Didn't she play uh, Lois Lane in the Smallville? Yeah, that's what he said in Smallville, yeah. Was it Smallville or was nah. it like the original? Oh, like, something Superman? in Lois. Ah, whatever. She played Lois Lane. She was Lois Lane. And she was also in Seinfeld. Lo Lois and Clark, that one. Yeah. That's the one and she didn't uh, Jerry call her Lois, Lois Lane? Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> what's, what's funny over there? <laughs> Lois and Clark. That was the name of the show? <laughs> no, it wasn't. 
It was. You want to put some money on that? Yeah. How much? I tell you what, I'll put my ten. I'll put my one hundred dollars up against your ten dollars. Okay. Well, I'm the one saying it. What do I get? Nothing. I'm betting him. Are you going to bet him too? Put your hundred up against his ten dollars. I'm, I'm, the radio station owes me for three months. I don't really have the money right now. <laughs> well, when the money comes in. That's a fair point. Yeah. I was going to go 10. You got to go all over the top. Well, I'm giving him 10 to 1 odds here. Oh, just go ahead and get it up. Let's you just do two. 10 go bucks ahead. a piece. Okay. Fine, 10. Okay. Uh, it is Lois and Clark. I'm almost beyond positive. Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. That's what it was called. Terry Hatcher played Lois Lane. Dean Kane played Superman. So it was called the new adventures of Superman? No, it was called Lois and Clark colon the new adventures of Super Superman. So it was both. It, that was a complete You said it was not Lois and Clark, and it is. I thought you were kidding because I thought no. you knew the Lewis and Clark. I thought no. you were messing with him. No. no. Lois and Clark. I do not remember that. I just remember I'll, the new adventures of Superman. I'll let you work off the ten dollars, okay? <laughs> I won't. I'll take dollars. I'll take the ten. <laughs> I'll take pennies if you got them. There you go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is exciting. I love winning bets. This is betonthebull.com, by the way. Oh, so God. there you go. And Why I just it, won a bet. It's weird because I swear to God, I remember the new adventures of Superman. Do not remember the Lois and Clark. I swear part. the name of it is Lois I and believe Clark you. colon. The new adventures, but of why Superman. is it I only remember part of it? I, I, I guess I was a alcoholism? kid when it came. I guess I was a kid when it came out. So you hear what he said? Alcoholism yeah. came out in 1993, I believe. Yeah, so same I, year I Brian a, did. <laughs> what year did you get out of the military? Right about that time. <laughs> so uh, good job. Slow clap over here. Okay, Terry Hatcher <laughs> over there, Jonathan Massey. How old is she today? Yeah, I'm saving you work because there's something I could say right now. <laughs> RB, and we'll just leave it at that, okay? Rat. Oh. Well. <laughs> hey, I didn't even say. All right. Yeah. All right. yeah. 57. You say 57. What do you say, Dizzle? 58. You say 58. She was born December the 8th, 1964. She is 59 today. Ah. And uh, a, may I be allowed to say. No. Nah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I respected your right to. Uh, you know, it's funny. That. When I do that, he stops. When you do it, he does it. He drives forward, yeah. I do. Well, it's tied one to one. It goes back to you. And we have three musical acts that are all passed away. It's been said well, that's Sinbad O'Connor. Uncle Festa. I don't know if I loved her. I love this song. This song has, uh, speaking of my days with Olin Mills. Okay? Mr. Clean. Yeah. Who is it? Cue ball in the side pocket. Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> Sinead O'Connor. Connor. You know, she did the, when Conor McGregor was still in UFC, she did his entrance. She live performed his entrance. No, she didn't. Yeah. Seems odd. Yeah. She was a super feminist and a. A nun at one point. Yeah. Look it up. I believe you. I 100% believe you, but I know it's too loud, but God. Well, he was beating up a man, so that probably made her happy. (laughs) And he was Irish. Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) I think she did some, like, traditional Irish, like, Celtic songs. God, this song. It gives me all the feel. I'm not even playing, dude. This song gives me all the feels, okay? You you want to translate that for people to speak English? Hold on. 
It puts them in an emotional state. It there does. you go. Listen. Yeah. She ripped up a picture of the Pope. That's yes, what he's she doing. did, yeah. Turns uh, out she was right. You know, I know you know, so don't answer this. Let me ask, uh, and then you can give him the correct answer. Who wrote this song? Oh, I know. Prince. We've had this discussion. Oh, we have? Before. Okay. Okay, I didn't realize that, yeah. Prince I, wrote this. Dang it, I had an opportunity. I'm like, I bet you 10 bucks I can tell you who wrote it. <laughs> you would have won your 10 bucks back because mm-hmm. I didn't think you would get it. How about that? You're going to have to have another battle. Okay, yeah, uh, Sinead O'Connor, man. Not a big fan of her. This is honestly, I can't name another song that she ever did. But this was. Most uh, people can't. Yeah. Uh, can you? I do not have what I do not want. Something that like was the that. name of the album. Yeah, yeah, that this was on. So, uh, anyway. I don't know, man. Like I said, this. Uh, mm. She seemed like a little too cranky all the time about something. If you're that angry, you stay home. <laughs> yeah. Which then this song is like really outside of her. Uh, I don't have to twist my legs. Yeah, yeah. No joke. So oh, Nate yeah. O'Connor over there. Uh, Sit how, it down, pal. How old would she be? She passed away July 26th of this year. So she's only been dead not even five months. Uh, 63. You say 63. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 64. She was born December the 8th, 1966. So she would only be 57 today, dude. Shoot. And she had not passed away. So uh, there you go. One for the dizzle. You take one. You take a two-to-one lead there. Uh, let's get our next one ready here. God, this is such a great song. It's yeah, such it's a fun. great song. Yeah, it's all right. You really don't like it? It's, it's fun. Mm. But... Have you ever heard of... Have you ever heard uh, Prince's take on it? Yeah. Very good. His is very good, too. The Allman Brothers. He was one of the main members of this band before passing away in 2017. It's Greg Allman. Greg Allman. And you're you're playing an instrumental where he's not singing. Are you kidding me? That's a Dickie Betts tune you're playing there. That's an instrumental by his brother, Dwayne Allman. Yeah, he sings it. Okay, thank God. <laughs> hey, third time's a charm. Tell them the name of the song. Melissa. By the Allman Brothers. Uh, Greg Allman. Uh, you, of course, everybody knows he was married to Cher. Everybody oh, out remembers of that. Many people, yeah. I was about to say, do you know how many times he was married? Nine. Seven. Seven. Still, seven times he was married. Yeah. Can you imagine that alimony? Oh, God. Yeah, no joke. Uh, Greg Allman, uh, he passed away in 2017. 2017, yep. 2017 was probably a relief to him. <laughs> God. How old would he be if he were still alive today, Jonathan Massey? 76. He was, did you know that? No, I had no idea. December 8th. 1947, indeed, he is. He would be 76 years old and, today. Uh, he, uh, his dad was killed. He picked up a hitchhiker, and the hitchhiker put out a pistol and was going to rob him. And the guy said, "Hey, buddy, just take my money. I don't care. I won't turn you in." Well, it turns out the guy's name happened to be Buddy, and he thought he knew him and he killed him because he accidentally called him by his name. Oh my God! But the Allman Brothers had to probably 
Well, you've already moved on. Oh, this oh is I'm the sorry. Door. Keep going. Nah, keep... This is the Doors. This is the Doors. He was the lead vocalist and songwriter for this band. It's he didn't write. The, he was um, Robbie Krieger, the guitar player, wrote this. Well, then uh, he was Wikipedia a lied to me. Then okay. he was a songwriter, but Robbie Krieger wrote all the radio hits. Okay. Well, again, I blame Wikipedia for that. Okay. Uh, Jim he, Morrison. He died July the 3rd, 1971. I know the year he was born, I think. Well, it's on you, and it's tied two to two. You could win for the third day in a row if you get this right here, Jonathan Mass. Or, uh, time to hesitate is through. No time to wallow in the mire. When we can only lose, I want to say 82. You say 82. What about you over there, uh, Jonathan Massey? 80. 27 Club, baby! That's right. That's the reason I even, did you notice? I threw the date of his death in there. I'm going to start doing that with some of these now. He died July 3rd, 1971 in Paris, France? Allegedly. You don't think he really died? But there's the whole thing about Jim's not dead. Okay, I didn't but know But his is, his, it's not like the Elvis thing. It's legit. Some He was, he had a trial date coming up, and he went over there, and there's some theories that he faked his death so he wouldn't have to come back and face trial, but... So what has he done for the rest of his life as an 80-year-old well, man? Well, as now? he uh, he drank, he was in such poor health from drinking himself to death, he would have been dead by now if he didn't die exactly on that day. Well, how about but that? But there was no open casket. The death certificate was kind of weird. As they say he died in the bathtub, but he actually died OD'd in a bathroom at a club, and they took his body to the, there's all kinds of goofy wow. stuff. Fan? Yeah, I love The Doors. I've got all their albums. Well, uh, you should love them. You just won today 3-2, to two, John Dawson. You won no, for the third day. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, he didn't. You should hate Jim Morrison, John Dawson. Good Lord. You did get that, didn't you? Right on the nose there. Mm -hmm. uh, Jonathan Massey, you win 3-2 to two today. It's now tied up three days to three. Hot diggity dog. Hot diggity now dog. Now quit trying to do. rob me. I uh, will try. We'll stop. Okay. Uh, hey, if today's your birthday, have a great birthday. There were no important local birthdays today, as you are fond of saying, John today's Dawson. Today's your birthday. Tough nuggies. <laughs> there you go. Have a great weekend. Have a great birthday. We will see you Monday on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. Great man, Zarek, playing that keyboard. And thank you again to uh, Jacques Passeleg and GoEco Office Automation for uh, being the uh, title sponsor of the birthday game. Some fun birthdays there. Looks like we are not going to have uh, TGIF with IP today. And listen, do not be mad at him. The poor kid, he was in Bluefield, West Virginia. We were messaging last night at 11 o'clock. <coughs> Is that right? Yeah, well, about 10 o'clock last night. Uh, they were getting ready to get on the bus to ride back from uh, Bluefield, West Virginia to Winston-Salem. So that poor young man is probably still crashing. I'm good with it. We'll have him on here next week on TGIF with IP on the Brian Hanks show. Uh, man, uh, I tell you what, what this does right here at the end of the show, at the end of the week, it gives us an opportunity to uh, go over some of the uh, games that are taking place tonight and some of the stuff that's taking place over the weekend. And I love being able to do that. That's awesome. Now, would I rather have IP? Yeah, of course I would. But you know what? We we, we roll with the punches here on the Brian Hank Show, that's for sure. Listen, tomorrow, a big – or I'll tell you what, let's hit high school basketball first, then we'll talk about tomorrow. Uh, Kinston, uh, both of their teams, both the Vikings teams are 3-2. and two. 
and they are at West Carteret tonight. That's right, Mr. Clemens. I need you to uh, be our correspondent there tonight uh, to uh, give us updates on uh, Kinston at West Carteret. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, hmm, what could I do? I could do something nice. I'll do something nice for you, okay, Mr. Clemens? But like I said, both teams are three and two and at West Carteret tonight. Uh, North Lenore, the boys are two and three, the girls are three and two. They are at Green Central tonight. Uh, the Rams of Green Central, both teams are one and three. Uh, that should be uh, that should be a pretty good atmosphere there tonight too uh, over in Snow Hill. You got to think Jay Wilson's going to have everybody fired up on the uh, on the mic tonight. And again, uh, one of those traditional rivalries we don't talk enough about probably here: North Lenore versus Green Central. But that should be a pretty good game uh, tonight. Uh, South Lenore, uh, they are their boys are one in five. The girls are two in five, and the Blue Devils travel to take on the Chargers of Aiden Grifton tonight. The Aiden Grifton boys, you heard John Moy here on yesterday's show. Man, just a, a, a was it yesterday? Day before yesterday on Wednesday's show, Wednesday's show. Uh, and uh, the Charger boys are now 5-0. and Their girls are 0-5. And, and again, uh, Aiden Grifton at South North. That will be a heck of a matchup tonight. Parrot Academy, uh, they won last night. The boys did. I've messaged a couple times now with Clay Harrell this morning. Really do appreciate him. Uh, 60 to 10. That's right. They won 60 to 10 last night against Wilson Christian uh, to snap a three game losing streak. The Patriots are now three and three overall. Their girls lost last night and they are now 0 and 6. The Parrot Academy girls are. Bethel Christian Academy, thank you, Burt Potter for uh, uh, returning a text message from me this morning as we talked about uh, the Trojans. Their boys improved to three and four last night. And the girls, the Bethel Academy girls, won their first game of the season. They are now one and three overall. They won at home last night against. I'm just, no one ever, Spence, you didn't help me. Nobody helped me with the pronunciation of uh, Gramercy. Gramercy. So that's what I'm going with. I'm going with Gramercy out of Newport. Uh, the Bethel, like I said, Bethel Christian Academy won both those games last night. So uh, congratulations to them. Bethel's boys, like I said, now three and four overall. The girls now one and three. Uh, we told you about Green Central. They host North Lenore tonight. Both Rams teams are one and three. Then Aiden Grifton, five and zero. Oh. Uh, the boys are, the girls are 0 and 5 and they are at South Lenore tonight. And then the final team in our neck of the woods, Jones senior, uh, their boys are five and one overall. Uh, they beat union last night, 68 to 18 to improve to five and one overall. Their girls lost 51 to 32, uh, to union and the Jones senior girls are now one and five. So that's your update there on the, uh, uh High school games that are going to be taking place tonight. How about college? Uh, LCC men's basketball. I'll tell you what, we'll start with ECU men's basketball because that game is at noon tomorrow. Already been getting messages from uh, Danny Rice, who he wants to tell everybody, if you are a Pirate fan, you need to be out there tomorrow. They still do have tickets available. Big game for them. The SEC comes rolling into town tomorrow as South Carolina. The Gamecocks will be taking on uh, ECU should be a pretty good game. Uh, ECU is 6-3 and three overall. And again, they'll be taking on the Gamecocks at noon. If you can't make it to the game, then you can watch it on ESPNU. Uh, the uh, LCC men's basketball team, they are home tomorrow against Catawba Valley Community College. That game is at 3. So here is what you need to do. I'm, I'm laying the gauntlet down. 
I am doing this. I would love to know if anybody else is doing it too, because I'd love to get a picture with you at Menji's and then get a picture with you on uh, Bobby Dawson court tomorrow, because, uh, you could attend and we're going to do this. Linda, she's already pumped up for it. We're going to do it tomorrow. We're going to see the ECU South Carolina game at noon tomorrow. Then we're going to come back to Kenston and we're going to uh, watch the LCC versus Catawba Valley community college game because that game is at three. So again, 12 o'clock noon at uh, Menji's, 3 o'clock tomorrow at uh, at LCC. That's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that. Uh, ECU women's basketball team, they're off until Monday, December the 18th. They'll be at home versus George Mason that day. Uh, listen, find some time this weekend. If you haven't seen White Christmas yet out at LCC, that is another challenge to you. Go see it. It's at 2 o'clock. It's at 7 o'clock tonight. It's at 2 o'clock tomorrow. It's at two o'clock on Sunday and it's only $15. If you buy your tickets online, go to lenorecc.edu backslash white Christmas. You can watch, uh, just an amazing production. Uh, we've for the last couple of weeks now, we've had, uh, crystal Gaskins on here. One of the stars of it yesterday, we had art Rembert on, uh, we had, uh, Lillian grace, Lily grace Martin on here. Michael Martin's daughter, who is a valuable part of the show too. Uh, go out there and see it again, buy your tickets online though. You can even pick out your seat where you want to sit and everything. Now, if you got, now don't sweat it. I'm not, if you got more, if you got more money than, uh, you need, then, Hey, you can go buy your tickets out there in person. They're, uh, $5 more. Or it's $20. And I believe you can pick your seat there too, but you know what? Why not just go ahead and do it at home? You get your tickets on your phone. You walk in. You show uh, Catherine Pearson your phone. She tells you where you sit. They'll take you to your seat if you want them to and just have a good time. They're also having a little, now Linda didn't do it this weekend. She did it last weekend, but they're having a, a little holiday show out there too, where you can buy ornaments and jewelry and all kinds of just fun Christmas stuff. You can do that out there too. That's down like in the, uh, uh, not the restaurant part, what do you call it? The culinary. Thank you. The culinary part of, uh, the atrium there so go check that out get there early buy you some christmas stuff watch an amazing show uh again that's all weekend seven o'clock tonight two o'clock tomorrow two o'clock on sunday you can go see white christmas uh also don't forget we had shiver person on here uh this week too as he was telling you about the uh there's a special christmas show a christmas event that's out at historic granger stadium tonight from 6 to 8 p.m santa will be there santa claus himself is uh Coming away from uh, getting ready for Christmas to go to Historic Granger Stadium tonight from 6 to 8. Dude will be there. Get pictures with both of them. Uh, get you some hot chocolate. Just hang out. It's going to be a, a fun time out there at Historic Granger Stadium tonight. It's an absolutely free event. All they ask is that you bring uh, an unwrapped toy, uh, an un unwrapped brand new toy, or some uh, foodstuffs type stuff uh, to uh, donate to uh, those that are going to have a tough Christmas this year, and you can help out with that. Uh, I know I said this in the first hour. I just wanted to remind people, too, don't forget that there is potential uh, strong weather that is going to be coming in this Sunday into Sunday night. I got the press release or uh, the release on that earlier. So uh, just be careful, kids. Uh, just uh, be ready for that. That potential on Sunday, some really high winds could be coming in, too. So uh, look out for that. 
Uh, hometown heroes real quick, and we'll just hit these as we are here in our final minute. Uh, Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans, they lost to the Lakers last night in the end-season tournament semifinals, 133-89. to B.I. had nine points, three rebounds, and seven assists in 31 minutes. Uh, just like I said, just a tough game for them. They'll be at Minnesota on Monday night. <coughs> Reggie Bullock Jr. in the Houston Rockets, 9-9 overall, 0-8 on the road. They're at Denver tonight. Damian Dunn in Houston, at, uh, take on Jackson State tomorrow. Trez in Georgetown on national TV at 11.30 a.m. They take on Syracuse tomorrow. Uh, so, listen, thank you so much for listening to today's show for uh, the whole week of shows. This had a, an amazing time. Thank you to Paul Whittington for joining us in the first hour. To our good friend Quentin Copels here in our second hour next week. Already got next week almost booked out already. We're going to have uh, Will Harrell on in our uh, second hour to talk about the uh, 252-919 football game. Have a great weekend. We'll see you out at LCC. We'll see you out all over the place uh, this weekend. We'll see you on Monday on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs>